Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Fall of the First Sword Chapter 6 The Tipping Point I almost forgot what my own fucking intro was. That's the kind of brain I'm on today. I was like, what words do I speak to do the thing? <laughs> right. Uh, greetings, mortals. And other people, I guess. I mean, there's probably immortals. If the old, if the great old ones are listening to this, I'm very concerned. I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering. This is crime time. This is, yes, distant Chad singing Blues Clues every fucking time. And it's, this arc is called The Fall of the First Sword, which, you know, I'm nothing if not poetic. And if the first sword doesn't fall, then this is going to be very awkward. <laughs> That's kind of dependent on you, not honestly. In a slight deviation. I have three people here today instead of two, because why the fuck not? And also, I had planned this session for when Chad was on his honeymoon, but we all kept getting ill and being busy. <laughs> Don't look away from the camera, Kerry. It was me as well. <laughs> and Matt's doing his best impression of a hoodlum, so you can introduce yourself first. Who the fuck are you? Charming voice in the sky. Um, <laughs> I am I am Professor Blake Marshall, uh, Whisper. Um, very good at talking to ghosts. Um, like putting ghosts in bottles. Um, has a problem it feels like with Bertrude, um, but also has learned how to um, form basic surgery with a shotgun. Again. No? <laughs> because you literally just killed the man. That was not surgery. That's a, that's a wrong surgery. I didn't say it was successful surgery. That's a murder. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing quite that hard at it, but I am haunted. So. Yeah, you are the first, you are the only member of the party thus far to be traumatized. Yes. So, you know. This is my life. Yes. Uh, we'll go, Alex, since you were the one who had to witness the idiot get traumatized in the first place. Yes, I'm Alex, and today I'm playing Riley, the Lurk, who is a professional lockpick, not a very professional talker. And in the last session, if I remember correctly, not only got to witness get traumatized, but also got to chop someone up with a cursed sword, so I'm sure that won't have any consequences. Oh yeah, you murdered a guy with the spooky sword. Nah, and I'm happy that I did. You also have All a grenade. Will be mine. <laughs> forgot I have a grenade, I'm sure I that would come forgotten it. You have a grenade of dubious quality. 
that you just haven't used yet. You put the pin back into it. Oh yeah, I've got um, I've got written down on my what? Oh, I got not so great grenade. <laughs> yep. Sounds all right. I've got written down here. Alex has grenade. And finally, the poor soul that has to babysit the idiots, Harry. Hello, it is me, the Kerry. I play Mariella Ruby, the spider, who's kind of constantly in the state of, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> you know. She seems to be the only one trying to actually do anything successful around here. She is the pimp. And don't you, don't you raise your hands at me, brother. <laughs> Brother! We're filling meters. We're only getting a little bit of heat on us. And getting schools blown up. Yes, well, I didn't interrupt your introduction, so if you'd be so kind. For now. It's it, bitch. <laughs> Riley's look fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mar Mariella Ruby. Honestly, I. You know what, I'm gonna go with disappointed and also not surprised. Professional pimp. Bertrude's manager, keep your fucking hands off Bertrude. <laughs> what <Yes>. else? <laughs> the Mary Poppins stripper bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, with her Mary Poppins stripper bag. Just got, puts a couple strippers in there. Takes them everywhere she goes. In case I need them later. <laughs> she literally had a bag of holding. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, she probably um, just sat in the corner shaking her head at you. Very much so, considering... For anyone keeping count, this is heist six of this up. So... We're about... We're about halfway through. Because, you know, by the time everything settles down after this one, you will literally have spent a month planning and you will have a month left to enact your grand plan, as it were. When you actually enact that plan is kind of up to you lot. But hey, it's not like anyone's actually made any progress towards anything. I say, looking at these fucking clocks. <laughs> yes, looking. But before I explain what the absolute fuckery I have planned today, because oh dear god. We are going to do downtime. For general awareness, the crew has a wanted level of 1, which can only be decreased by sending someone to jail for a while. So, unless you can convince one of the strippers to go to jail for a while, you're kind of stuck with that. And you have heat. You have 6 heat currently. Oh wait, no, you have seven heat. I'm sorry, I forgot to, to I forgot to add one more. There we go. <laughs> I thought we well, had heat. You had one heat because everyone had brought it down again. And then you shot Andre with a shotgun in a crowded building. Oh, that's what the wanted was for. No. Oh. How is Julian, by the way? Yes, you also have... He's not... I haven't put him on the asset list because 
you now have a young man, a young, like, noble connected man called Julian Markov, who is working in the Black Lotus part of your rig, is now addicted to the substance and believes he murdered his friend. Yeah, if I convince him that he did the murder, not me. Yes. Matt managed to convince the kid that he murdered his friend, so now you have the nephew of... You now have the nephew of Fendral, who Mariella and Crowley got in contact with, who's basically the spider to beat all fucking spiders. Addicted to your substances and a witness to a crime, just in your fucking building. I basically waterboarded him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Riley, your status as child varies from day to day. Lake's the toddler. No, we'll do we'll do downtime. <laughs> Wanted level one heat about seven. Because there was killing, loud involvement. The whole shebang last time. Yes, stop waving a shotgun around, you psychopath. And you know what? We'll start with you, Mr. Shotgun, since you're the cause of half this shit. You have two downtime actions. All of it. <laughs> you um, have two downtime actions. Okay, right. Wisely. Okay, well, first things first, I, I would like to ask what clocks are currently on offer. Okay, so. There are. We will need this, though. You finish the Argaz clock. Argaz clock is finished, yes. That's done. The three long term projects going on right now are the Cursed Sword. (laughs) Yes. That you got in the first session, which has no slices in it right now. The Postcode Lottery, which has eight pieces in it in it right now and is missing two. Kerry shaking her head. <laughs> yes, your 10 please postcode lottery clock is almost filled. And uh, another clock where you're supposed to be looking into the pyre. You know, the group that attacked you murdered half your students and essentially committed a major terrorist attack. Right. Okay. That so has that- no clicks in it either. <laughs> There are clock that are that are done. Yes, there are three you can work on openly. There, you could start others if you want. I would like to point out that last time I actually did work on the Argan clock, which I thought was important to do, and I did do healing last time. Uh, this time, I am going to. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got wounds now. I know this is a balancing act. This is a balancing act. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm going to spend one of my downtime actions looking into the pyre. Okay, what would you like to do? Um, who are you, you asking? I want to. I'm gonna ask um, some. Of the, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna ask some of the ghosts if they've heard of them, where they hang out, sort of thing. What their motives are. Um, how many of them, sort of thing. Um, basically, because I want to, for the main reason is to stay the fuck away from them. I'll be honest. For the time being, but I also want to make sure that 
the more information we get, the better. So, uh, if you're talking to ghosts, I guess a tune. Tuning time, Billy. Have two tunes. Two tunes. Okay, that's really four to two. Okay, so we take the four because that's how math works. So, oh, that's X. You, you talk to ghosts. You actually managed to talk to a few of the deceased members of staff from the attack. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, a lot of people died there and the spirit wardens are having a lot of trouble catching all of the spirits. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, you spend enough time studying the occult, your spirit's going to be a bit of a wily fucker. In the yeah. end of all things. You, you managed to talk to one of the older professors there. You didn't really talk to him much. No. Because he very much worked in the more occult than in the spiritual, if that makes sense. Yeah. He kind of looked into the more weird happenings and rituals and things rather than the that's with a spirit. Bob. Yeah, with Bob and a Whispy stuff. Yeah. And what the main thing you got from all of that is that the Pyras existed for about 20 years. Okay. They're about 20 years old and they are uh, up until recently they are fairly small and not very aggressive so this attack has kind of come out of nowhere and the main thing yeah as much as they stole a lot of artifacts and a lot of like captured spirits and possessed things the main thing they made a beeline for was the several vials of thought essence that the academy or institute or whatever the fuck university that's the word that the department kept yeah are you aware of what thought essence is i can tell you yeah please do i'm just asking if you knew off the top of your head or not i hadn't got that part of the book no (laughs) i'm guessing it's literally brain power really it's basically you can create a lot of things with your own two hands that's fine that happens but what you struggle more often is to actually do anything alchemical because that takes a different kettle of fish thought essence is a very rare arcane tincture that allows you to distill a spirit's memories from the time it was alive. Okay. And absorb them as your own. This is basically the Harry Potter... Um, no, fuck J.K. Rowling. That sort of thing I'm talking about, oh yeah? Except instead of having to like pick a memory from a jar yeah. and view it in a thing, it, it is everything. yours now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, fuck you, JK Rowling. I fully agree. I fully agree. I'm just saying, I'm just using that as an example so I've got it straight in my head. I'm not agree. 
Okay. Yeah, Great. that's all you get with a four, I'm afraid. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Four SM. Four SM's bad. This is in the wrong hand, that is bad. Yep. It has some very bad consequences to using it, but you okay. don't think they care. So we'll see the reaction to that, no doubt. Then. Right. I. I have level two harm in my shoulder, and I have level one harm in my ribs. Yes, you do. And because you got injured last time, any healing progress you made was I had, deleted. I had finished uh, the healing clock to take it down a level. Yeah, but like any, the whole point is if you take damage, any in progress healing is over. Okay. I haven't got to reset to level 2, but have I? No, that's not how it works. Okay, then that is fine. Okay, um, I've also got 5 stress. It's not like you magically get stabbed again. Yeah, but I've got 5 stress, though. You have a max of 10, so... Yeah, I know, but... Given that you've already said what I'm going to put you through and then did a manic laugh, I'm going to do stress. Alright, whatever works for you. Okay, um... What column do you have the least dots in? Um... Or what category, sorry? Uh, uh, that would be prowess. How many do you have? One. Okay, roll 1d6. Let's see. Yes, uh, obviously as as a... I, I, my bite my is the weird side of things. Um, I would probably have... I've taught some kids how to use a Ouija board. This time, I'm selling the Ouija board to kids. Okay, you're continuing your rampant rise in child mortality rates. Cool. <laughs> yes. Would be fair anyone who'll buy it, but if kids happen to buy it, then on, it, it, the parents' problem, not mine. Five. <laughs> Harry's doing the bruh. <laughs> For five. That's all your stress cleared then. I'm stress free. I did stress free, horribly injured. I've just realised I came very close to overindulging again. Well, you had a one in six chance, which is better than like I guess. most things you would have gone for. Yeah, so that's all of my uh, downtime. That's dance. you. Okay then, Alex. What would Riley like to do? You have three. Okay. Let's see. I've got level 2 harm, so I should probably start with that. Okay. So, you have 2d6 available to you because of Dr. Brian. Pick the highest one, I'm guessing? Yep. 2d6? Okay, then it's a pop. So that's 2 out of 4. I'll use the second one for that again. That's still two slots, so that's down to level one harm now. Nice. What was it? Related to the university, so maybe explosion harm. Oh, yeah, it was probably crushed by rubble or something. Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, it was cracked ribs, because you both got cracked yeah. ribs. So now you just have bruised ribs. Okay. I'm getting quite far in the training box. 
that just fills one column then. That just one of those little boxes in the playbook. Yeah. Nice. Get in there. Sip, sip. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. That's it for me, then. you have four. Okay. It's not an actual action, but can I use one of my downtimes to just appear in random corners, stare at people, sip my wine, and shake my head? I'll give you that for free. Turn around and you're just being rocked by the Red Queen. I'm just going, like, anytime these two are healing themselves, you're just there. Just kind of drifts in. Like just bandaging the ribs and then suddenly the bandage gets cut as Mariella drifts past. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously you know what my first one's going to be because I do it every time I get downtime. Yep. Training. Market. <laughs> this is how you get stuff. You have to train. <laughs> Mariella does some move or something, I don't know. <laughs> Mariella aggressively plays the piano or something. <laughs> That's kind of a horrifying mental image. <laughs> Aggressive dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Mariella plagues the rest of the gang's life with incidental music. Mariella will remember that. Um, okay, now that I've harassed the others and done my training, build some clocks, I guess. You do have a personal clock going as well. Uh, Which was into for? Jasper. Myla's kid that you found out about. Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Right, I didn't make my notes in this notebook last time. Because that was, that was a joint one for you and for Crowley. And Crowley's filled in two of the slots on it. Okay. I would like to fill in more plot slots for that one. Yep, so... I mean, I guess you're probably just asking around. Yeah. So... Consort Sway Command. I have two dots in both Consort and Sway. That's two dice, I believe. Yes. It's been a while since i played. Yes. Hi, Loki. Are you here? That's a three and a five. So we take the five, and that is another two. So basically, Crowley found out last time that the kid was staying with an aunt and an uncle. Mm -hmm. You've now narrowed it down to a block of flats. Mm hmm. Relatively, it's about four streets or so away from the Red Sash home base. Mm, it's one of those things me. where surprisingly close because people wouldn't look that closely. Okay. The block of flats has like, it is like a big one. There's like 40 different flats here. Okay. So it'll need a bit more narrowing down, but you're getting there. Good start. And you have two others you can use. There are the three oh. gang ones and one other one. Yeah, sorry. All right. Um, 
What are the other ones again, sorry? So you have the Cursed Sword, mm -hmm. the Postcode Lottery, or Looking Into the Pyre. Uh, I'll start with the Cursed Sword. Okay. Up to you what you want to use to look into it. I mean, the only things I've got more than one dot in are Command and Consort. You can probably... There's definitely quite a few servants and things who have been dismissed from the Red Sashes over the years. And if anyone's going to know about this old ceremonial sword of theirs, it's probably the serving community. So you can uh, command or consort them or whatever. Collar a random servant and command them to tell me something. Tell me things! Tell me things, all... child. Have some wine and tell Have me things. Have some wine and tell me your secrets. Um, that's a one and a four. Take the four, so that is two bits. So, basically, what you... The Cursed Sword, as you know, is... Was the old ceremonial execution blade used by the Red Sashes. Yeah. It was lost during the last coup, where... Where, like, after which Mylora became in charge. Because the old, the old leader was killed, unfortunately, and she was second in command at the time. There's no open suspicions of foul play or anything. But the main thing of... The main thing you know, of, like people tell you about it, is that the servants really didn't like the blade. Like... The one you're talking to worked in the stables, but he was good friends with one of the ones who worked in the armory, who had to sharpen it. Yeah. And he always, his friend always talked about the blade whispering to him. Okay. Never in the same voice. It was always different voices talking to him. Oh, that's not unsettling. Yeah, not unsettling at all. Yeah, that's what you get with Zeta Mount. Okay. And I've got one left now, haven't I? Uh, you had four, so that's... Yeah, that's all four. Training. Oh, wait. You didn't heal or do stress, so yeah, you do have one more. Yeah. Um, going back to the kit thing slightly... Uh, Mariella's friends was a master architect. But do you know anything about who lives in each flat? Because... You know, architects know a lot about buildings. What's the name of the guy? Um... I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. It's basically spelled like August, but without a T. August. August. Or Woogaloo. <laughs> Googly moogly. Googly moogly, swoogly swoogly. Swiggly swooty. Albus, master architect. I'm gonna say he could tell you about the security measures 
on that building because any any building that he's consulted on tends to be ones that request higher security measures for whatever reason so if he right. has worked on this one yeah then he can probably tell you where the bigger security levels are aka which flat is armed to the wazoo okay that would be good information yeah so consult with your friend be like hey kid i got some sherry <laughs> tell me what you know um... ah that's like like an opposite ends of the dice is that a one and a six yeah take the six and that does fill the slot so it's randall dice the cube like six yes so thankfully august has worked on this building fairly recently actually about a few years ago back around the same time that the kid was born he was contracted to work on one of the flats on the middle floors and to essentially okay. convert what was four different flats into one massive studio apartment really four flats into one giga flat got it yeah giga flat giga flat for the giga chad yeah, so on floor 23, there is a giga flat with, like, it's all like armored, it's full on like armored walls, a bulletproof door, like windows that, like tinted windows. This is full on like where you'd hide the fucking president. That's starting to feel like a big flashing neon arrow. <laughs> yeah, that is the neon arrow of... He consulted on the designs. He didn't implement the designs, so there may have been some additions he doesn't know about. But... Okay. If you didn't know that Myla had a kid, you'd assume this was a safe house for her. Yeah. But between Crowley learning about the relatives and you piecing things together you now know where Jasper is or where Jasper will be whilst the rest of the gang are like Helped. what do you mean we're going to take a child don't worry about it everyone continues to worry about it I love that as a response just like don't worry about it I wasn't, and I will continue to not. Every week, every five days, which is a week in Asalus, you have a meeting to kind of update where you all are and what you've all been up to. You can't hide from this, Matthew. <laughs> and you're about, you're kind of sat here just waiting rather impatiently, honestly. You're just kind of like, ugh. Because... Your last meeting didn't really happen, considering, you know, Riley and Blake got blown up. <laughs> so, Hoxby said he'd attend this one as well. Your, your benefactor. And he and Crowley went off 
about two days ago. Shortly after you got back from your escapades, Blake. Yeah, shortly after settling in Julian and then just kind of staring at you with an expression of why are you like this. Crowley and Hoxley went off to scout a potential infiltration point of the Red Slash base. Mm-hmm. As seen from the plans that Riley and Crowley took from the planning permission office way back when. They haven't come back. It's been several days. Oh no. None, neither of them have checked in. Like, you do have dead drops around the place that you can leave messages for the others if you think you're being followed and can't come back, but those have all been silent. None of the none of your stripper network have seen anything either. On their ways home. <laughs> you sound so speedy. You are all so seedy. You literally it's run the into joint the peppermint gorilla. I'm playing a pimp, it's hardly classy. <laughs> a lady pimp. No one misses with you though. Limp. They're gonna fucking be if you mess with the lady pimp. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, you're all kind of in the main area, just kind of idly waiting for. Well, like it's past closing time, so like all the strippers are washing off the body glitter and everything and tidying things up. And you're kind of going through the finances together and just kind of. It's very much a. We're waiting, but also like, yeah, we might as well do these chores whilst we're here. And there is... Well, there's not a knock at the door. In fact, there is a smash through the window. (laughs) As a brick, immediately followed by some sort of package wrapped in a grey cloak, is thrown through the window. (laughs) Okay, are we, are we in the back room, or...? You're in the main room. Okay. They've just thrown it into the room of the Peppermint Gorilla, like the main dance floor. They're just like, okay. yeet! Okay, given my paranoia, would I... Can I draw a pistol and just point it at the, at the window out of, out of sheer... Yeah, I, you can. Yeah. Okay, I've done you that. You don't see anyone there. And, oh, I'm know, just going to go look at this pack. I'm just going to go in there and take a look. I will keep my gun aimed, my gun trained on the on the uh, window while Riley goes to shoot a package, just in case something else follows through. The brick has a note attached to it. The brick. And the package is... In... Mm. I, can, I, can make a, I can make a roll to take a quick gander to see whether it might blow us up or not. Sure, give me study or survey to check that it's not a bomb. Survey. I've got a point in survey, so we'll go for survey. One. You have no idea whether it's a bomb or not. You're kind of just going, hmm, this is a very nice, like, fabric (laughs) of this cloak. It could be that Amazon parcel that Crowley ordered, so I'll, I'll take... The, um, uh, the Amazons. Two items in. Oh, he's gonna be pissed about the window. 
I think Mariella be angrier about the window. He'd be angry about the door. Yeah, the window people hadn't been last time I heard about it. So. Oh, Mariella made them come. <laughs> well, yeah. She basically stood Maybe there they... and went fix the fucking window. Maybe the package has a window in it. You never know. <laughs> what would you like to look at first? The note or the packet? Probably the note. I feel like the note will give us more of an explanation than the package. I thought I'll, I'll tell the coast is clear. Just charm that the coast is clear to uh, the Red Queen in the Idiot Professor. Bertrude crawls out from under the table where he dove to take cover, <laughs> and the window broke. Um, I will, I will um, go and help. I really think Amber. I think M M what's the name of our of our man on the door now? He's huge. Professor, he's he's just Mister X. Okay, me. I will help Mister X um fix something over the over the hole in the window. Okay. While this is going on. That's fine. I'm scared with the Red Queen thing. It's the Red Queen's tool. The Red Queen has brought a grey cloak covered package and a brick with a note on it. Doth thou please? I was just about to. They could have knocked, but they decided to use the window. Ah, yes. Someone was clearly raised in a barn. Anyway, let's open the note and take a look. The note is written on, like, the back of old documents and things. Clearly, this is very much someone who's grabbed what was to hand and written it. It's not in a hand you recognize. It is addressed to the three of you, specifically. It is addressed to Mariella Ruby, Riley Sterling, and Professor Blake Marshall. Hmm. So, you know, at least it's not to your other name, <laughs> Mariella. Hard to start. Oddly enough, Crowley's name is not on it. Neither is Oxley's. This does not bode well. <laughs> the note says... Their fingers in the box. Ah, what's in the box? You'll find out. It says, Come to the Leviathan Blood Refinery. The twelfth one. At the turn of the day. They mean sunset. Fail to show, try to trick us, or bring anyone that is not addressed to on this envelope, and we will gut these two and deliver them in pieces to the Red Sashes, along with some information they may want to know. It's not signed by anyone. Well, we know where Crowley is And Hoxley Oh good, I do love it when people are direct In their correspondence I will turn around uh, and put up, help to put up the, win the, the, win the window screen Like about a um, They're like Riley, with respect, that's what you gleaned from that? Less bitchy, more fixy. 
done. Mr. X is taking care of it now because I can't get to the top bits. Well, ignoring what he ignoring his Slater sentence, I'll start opening up the um, crate because I'm sure there's a window in there to replace the window that they broke. Okay, failing that, given you know it was a bomb or not, I will draw my pistol again. It's right, not a so hard she risks a brain injury. <laughs> shoot the bomb. Brilliant idea. No, in case something flies out of it, like a vermin or something. But like a winged bomb? A sentient window. Parts of our compatriots. <gasps> a spring-loaded jack-in-the-box. <laughs> Please open the box. Ready on it. It's not a box per se. It is basically wrapped in newspaper within this lovely grey cloak. The unfortunate thing is one of Mariella's sentences was correct. And the newspaper is now kind of a dark red. And you know when newspaper gets wet and it kind of like just sticks to things? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to slowly, like, peel bits of it off to reveal an entire forearm. Huxley's oh. entire forearm. I thought we were going to bring some painted chat from it, then. <laughs> rings, rings, tattoos and all. And there's the top. Like, they've clearly broken Huxley's cane in half. And put the half of the cane there. For you to just, you know, as proof of identity in case you didn't recognize your compatriot's arm. Well, what's the procedure when you're often mailed people's arms? This is a new one for me. <laughs> what's the procedure? It's a new one for me. <laughs> it's new to me as well, I'll be honest, my dear. Um, I would, uh, I do believe that the, um, according to the novels and literature I've read over the years, that usually it is to um, find the person responsible and gut them like a fish. Let's not resolve to that. Let's not go there yet. I'm just saying is what Craddy would do. At the end of at the end of the day, we're told to come to this place, or they both get it. And quite frankly, by if they're sending us his arm, then obviously they're pretty serious, aren't they? Yes. Um. I, I would suggest we take the rings from Hockley's fingers, so that way we've got, it, it, you know, we can prove we've actually received the note, as it were. Because walking through town with an arm, not so good. Really? I never would have guessed. Thank God you're a professor, otherwise we would have went straight out there with the arm. Anyway, let's prepare and get going. I'm glad you cut me off there because I don't see a choice. <laughs> I don't see what choice we have otherwise. So. Kerry. Kerry, that enough. Kerry's left the call. <laughs> For the benefit of those listening, Kerry has changed her Zoom image to the angry eyebrows meme. <laughs> well, this does lead to the question. What are you going to do here? But what time is it, officially? It's about 10 in the morning. So we've got 
sunset is about four at this time of year. So, so you have around six hours. You said because the turn of a day, so it'd be sunset, yeah. Okay. The note specifically says not to tell anyone apart from us three, yeah? There's fail to show, not... try to trick us, or bring anyone who isn't listed. So you said we can't talk to people, we just can't bring anybody. Okay. Well, I could talk to some ghosts, but that would be any help. Here's my question. Obviously, we have the flashback mechanic, so we can just go straight there and then you can wing it entirely. My kind of question is, are you going to cooperate with them? Are you going to turn the tables on them? Do you even know who they are? I have a suspicion. I was a vision of the pyre. I was gonna say if your suspicion is Bertrude, I swear to fucking god. <laughs> okay. I will just add to this. If they're sending us to one of these factories and they have two of our people captured, clearly they have the advantage over us. They're more prepared than we are. So going in there guns blazing is probably not the best idea here. Gunning and gun blazing is not a good idea, no. I mean, we can't... Even if we could, we it would, it would be a bad idea to put any of our friends or associates in danger. It would be bad to do that. Um... If it's 10 in the morning... Um, might poke my head out the door and see if anyone saw which way the person who threw it through the window went. Is that wise or not? You reckon? The ones Matt's trying to not be a complete idiot. I mean, is there a way we could turn the tables on them? To be fair. At the end of the day, they, they have the upper hand on us, so... I feel like, in a way, we sort of need to hear her now. Where is the 12th refinery, anyway? It's down by the docks, near where you first met Hopsley. Okay. I think, considering talking's not my strong suit, and you have a tendency to rely on kidnapping ghosts and shooting people. I can't help but feel like Mariella here is probably the best one to do the talking. I've got your back there, Mariella. Okay. Cool. Whatever you say. Can I go to the back room and see if, if Prowler left any of his possessions here. I mean, yes. He okay. did leave some of his possessions here, because cool. I mean, like, his pistols, his rifles and guns and things all went with him. Okay. Oh, so his weapons were all gone. Well, he went on a mission. It's not like mm. he was taken from the back room. 
No, I wonder if you took all of his weapons or there's some still here. Oh, he's a paranoid son of, son of a bitch. He took all his weapons. Okay. He smuggled one of them, in, one of them into a fancy ball, for God's sake. This is true. Um, I do think, given the, the, what's in the notes, we probably shouldn't take the sword. Sword back in the... um. I'll go hide the sword somewhere. Because I feel like Riley would have hiding places, being a lurk. And now yeah. we, now we've got access to our, um, our freehold. Thing we get with our current level, we are. Well, they didn't say you couldn't come armed. Yeah, but that sword, I'm pretty sure. It's what that uh, Red Sashley would love to have that back in their possession again. So. Oh, yes. One less thing, just in case we need to... Yeah. I'm going to throw you a bit of a bone here. What was the arm wrapped in? A grey cloak? A grey cloak. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is... A group in Asalus known as the Grey Cloaks. Okay. They are a. They used to be blue coats. They used to be police. But for whatever reason, they were betrayed for various. Some think they were framed for a crime they didn't commit. Others think that the more corrupt members just couldn't afford having loose ends. Okay. So they've very much turned more into the mob boss rather than the boys in blue. But they do all traditionally wear grey cloaks. So it could it could be a sign from them, or it could be a red herring, but mm. That's a charm I haven't heard in a while. Red herring. <laughs> Purple carp. Red herring and its lesser known cousin, the dead herring. <laughs> Red herring, dead herring. Red herring. <laughs> and my favourite, bread herring. Welcome to Dyson Suffering, where you learn literary terms. Where he learned literary terms and rhyming, apparently. <laughs> I was always told dead herring is like when you try to make a red herring, but it falls so flat. <laughs> Suffocating. Even if that's mind. not what it means, it does now. We've spoken, it's law. It's now the dictionary. Well, Absolutely. it's a term I heard a lot in the days where I read a lot of fan fiction. And it's canon, by the way. There's a wait, I still read fan fiction. <laughs> Right. I like fan fiction. <laughs> I write fan fiction. Used to anyway. Yeah, so did I. Basically, do you want to go straight to the beating and then call flashbacks as you come up with ideas and the scenario unfolds, or is there any prep stuff you want to do now? I think that. I think that's 
the flashback mechanic is very useful in this sort of scenario for sure particularly if we need to like i'm i'm gonna say that on the way we can have done stuff to do this yeah my main the main reason I, I i'm asking know, that is some of you are more stressed than others yeah I'm not trying and flashbacks like... cost stress yeah i'm not trying to like take the lead or nothing but okay Probably not as useful as I'm hoping it'll be, but one of Marielle's abilities, weaving the web. Mm -hmm. Again, an extra dice to consult when I gather information on the target for a score. Can I use that to try and figure out a bit more about what's going on? Yes, because you know where Crowley and Hoxley were going. Mm. So you can find out who operates in that area. And potentially, yeah. if they're friendly with you, they might give you info. I think trying something like this might be better than charging in blind. Yeah. Yeah, so give me a consort with that extra die. So that's three. Three. Is that Riley? Any thoughts? in that brain that's a three a three and a six just so i can yeah. make a note of it yeah that's fine that's the kind of style roof this place has the back room has that kind of style the front bit's a bit more modern but the back definitely has those Anyone would hide it under a um, floorboard. Yeah. So, thinking outside the box. Yeah, so, sword is hidden. Mariella, oh, you... They were going relatively near to the Red Sash, like, base of operations. But it is an open street as well. So it's not like it's anything wrong with you walking around down there. But in fact, okay. you do bump into Carlisle, one of the captains in the Red Sashes, who you've helped out before. He and Pickett came to you before about the whole issue with the train assassination. And he's been a relatively decent point of contact with kind of business tariffs and everything now that you are taking over all the Black Lotus stuff from them. Yeah. He's on duty and he's just kind of patrolling when he does kind of see you and raises an eyebrow. It's like, can I help you, ma'am? You're not normally around this part of town. Well, there's always a first time for everything. I, I mean, yes, that is true. Just trying to figure out what I actually want to ask. It is a thing. You two are smart, what should I ask them? I'm definitely not that smart, to be honest. Have you heard of our Lord Jesus Christ, Matthew says? What a shambles. Wrong game, my dude, wrong game. Amphit? Death and suffering. Please do not <laughs> antagonize the nice man with the sword. <laughs> 
Mariella considers going back, packing up her stuff and leaving with Bertrude forever. <laughs> For the fifth time just this morning. <laughs> Instead, she leaves Bertrude ironing his pile of G-strings. <laughs> it's a big pile. Gotta get that tiger print and lace nice and crisp. Uh, I'm gonna Google Tiger Print Thong. <sighs> Are you sure I can't drink this cup and Morgan's neat? I feel like it would kill you. And I like having you around. Uh, oh! Um, you, yeah, can get appreciated. you can get one of an elephant's trunk for four, £4.97. Is it the one where the elephant's trunk is like a sock you put your penis into? I don't want to look at it! <laughs> Why does it have a eyes? Because if you put your penis into the sock part, you end up with an elephant. Why do I miss Chad? Welcome to Dyson Suffering, where we talk about penis panties. Welcome you to say Dyson that, Suffering, like... where I'm the one that's suffering. I mean, yesterday we were forced to listen to Bart's Degradation King. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, it's um, something that's been living in my head rent-free all day. Just it's been, like, been wonderful. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That's me just telling Chad that he should kill me. Is there a tiger print with an elephant face? Anyway, but yeah, so, right. I'm not naming the episode Peanut Panties. This <laughs> <laughs> is why I draw the fucking line. You drew the you drew the line that tits up. I thought. I draw the line, but I have very little control over the line. <sighs> right. Um. Right. We we in our pocket underwear aside. <laughs> right. What's a to, normal um, sentence? What, what are you going to ask Carlisle? Yeah, if, um... I don't know. If you're you have a six, me... so you can get whatever information you want. Um... <laughs> have you noticed... Stuff like, have you seen anything, um... Anything out of the ordinary? Any Anyone that you... That shouldn't be around, hanging around sort of thing? That, those sort of things. Things that are out of the ordinary for him. That's what I would be thinking, anyway. Could ask about the great. <laughs> yeah. Can I Could select all of the above? My will to live. Select, select all, copy, paste. Yes. <laughs> Mariella is also questioning her will to live. Yeah. Mm. What a move. Even Matt's gone onto the wine. I'm, I'm tempted to go get cider, but I'm also aware that I really shouldn't. So I'm like. I'm on, the, I'm on the Australian Shiraz tonight. Cool. I mean, I've take, taken to drinking a little bit every now and again to build up my tolerance for the wedding. Because I haven't got any any lollipops. When when we all go to Matt's wedding, we are. I think the general plan is everyone's going to get absolutely shitfaced. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guarantee that will happen before the end of the uh, pictures. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Warning, I am a social drunk, apparently. Everyone's <laughs> 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 
You're fitting well with the offline friends. It's all good. I'm just going to be there like I'm surrounded by drunk people. That's just my fact. Caitlin, you're also drunk. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> can't tell me that. The biggest congolite in history. <gasps> Hell yeah. Where's Come the groom? Cut. All the above. <laughs> so you ask him if you've seen anything odd slash if the grey cloaks have been up to anything recently. Yes. Okay. Uh how does he respond with a six? <laughs> well, uh and glances over and just kind of watches another one of the patrols go by. I mean, majorly, we're technically part of different organizations, but I'm not very fond of Grey Cloaks, so I'll give you this one. They've had a lot of activity recently down by... down, in, down near the docks. They made a whole ruckus the other night about spotting something, and there were far too many of their patrols on our territory, so we cut a lot of them down. A few of them got away. But, I mean, we killed about 25 different men. So, they're definitely hurting. So if you want to deal with them in any sort, I'd strike more... I'd strike within the next few days before they get the next batch of recruits in. That does make sense. And if you do, give them a good punch for me. I will remember to do so. I'll wear all my rings just to make it extra painful. Woman after my own heart. My husband would like you a lot. Yes, in my head, in my head, kind of Carlisle's gears all help. Fight me. You know, that's the first time I've ever heard that in a positive light. <laughs> Fight me. No, that my husband would like you a lot, Pops. True. Yeah, Carlisle will click his heels and go back to his job. Mariella will go back to find her two idiots. Hello, idiots. The Red Queen returns with knowledge that the Red Sash is engaged with the Grey Cloaks yesterday and. Although a few of them got away, they did cut down about 25-odd of them. Okay. Um, looking at my sheet, by the way, DM, uh, GM, sorry, habit. Yes. Um, Nymx is my friend, but I can't speak to... I don't, none of those on that list I know, do I? You do know them, you're just not close to them. Hmm. It's one you're very close with, one you're negatively associated yeah. with. The others oh. you you're acquaintances. Okay, cool. Hmm. Can I try my hand at talking to Skurlock? Who is Skurlock? He's a vampire. What a normal sentence. That's what, it, that's what it says on the sheet. Skurlock is a vampire. How do you know Skurlock? I've come across him 
well, at night, of course. Um, not that there's any sun really breaks through in the uh, in this place, of course. Um, but you know, probably that in daytime. But I've done it, of course, a couple of times uh, when investigating um, ghosts. Seem like a decent enough person for vampire. Okay. What do you want to ask him? Well, not if he's seen anything about if he if he knows anything specifically about the grey the grey cloaks. Okay, give me command consort sway, whichever one. Uh, and I'm gonna, I haven't got everything in command, which is unusual for me to have one. But I have got a dot in sway or consort. So I'll take I'll take I'll take consort. I'm gonna say this is from like quite a limited position because yeah, the five. You don't know him very well, and he's an vampire. So. Yes, and so I'm I am doing it at a distance with with a stake it with stake in my hand, but crossing my hand. You garlic round my like garlic round my neck. Caitlin casually opens the book to find the bit on vampires, just like, would they really care? about garlic and things because you can play as a vampire yes. you can also play as a ghost and as a hull which is like a haunted automaton hmm we're going to an egg bot vampire So you're holding... What are you holding? I thought about holding a cross in one hand, but I'm not entirely sure but that's appropriate in this world. Do you own one? Well, maybe. Arcane Imprint, so I'm imagining that I would have a cross in there. As a whisper, you get... A lightning hook, a spirit mask, ghost key, demon vein charm. I never got mine back from Crowley the end of that one. I'm gonna hope I did. Probably. You've got well, things like spirit veins charms. Vampire vampires are demons. So They're spirits, but alright. Demonic spirits. Demonic spirits. Yes. Sure. I'm getting a serious eye roll right now. You're getting a look of me trying to give you the advantage in this negotiation and you going, I don't hear you. <laughs> no, I've got I've, I've, my demon's main charm I would have in my hand, yes. Cool, that does nothing. Okay. Oh, good. Because That's they're it. a spirit. Animating an undead corpse. So spirit's main charm would be what you want, but you don't get it, so me. Okay, fine. I also have... Uh... Next to have them violin in my other hand. You find him in a... He's basically like under like a railway track. Like he prefers dark areas. He's under a railway yeah. track. 
and just kind of sipping from a glass, but you can't really see. You're assuming there's some sort of life essence blood in there, and you're just like me. Mm. And you're just stood there with your little your little charm and your little garlic. Kind of raises an eyebrow and is like, Ah, Professor. Sherlock. What can I do for you? I was hoping if we could have a little discussion, I need I need some information. And you come to me. Well, you are a child of the night. <laughs> and you certainly seem... Well, I'm sure we can come to an agreement about payment for the information. You're well aware of what kind of thing I extract as payment, Blake. Yes, and there are several grey cloaks which which could uh, do with uh, a withdrawal, if you get my meaning. You're interested in the grey cloaks? They've taken a friend of mine. The grey well, cloaks don't typically kidnap people. Well, they're certainly involved in a kidnapping anyway. Hmm. What do you know of them? They are disgraced members of the Bluecoats. They, some of them are probably guilty of what they've done. Others are just unfortunate. Fall. What's the word? They take the fall, I believe your oh, tongue uses. Fall guys. Fall guys. Yes, the beans. <laughs> That's not a vampire. That's not what a vampire would say. Composure, composure, composure. Well, there have been a few whispers recently. A few individuals I've graced with my presence. The Grey Cloaks do not work alone, my friend. Who are working with? They call themselves the Pyre. They're the ones that wasted all that... All that intelligence, all that ingenuity, all those young souls at your university. The Pyre. Yes. An interesting name. Considering they don't seem to do any form of fire. They stole. They stole Fort Essence. Oh. Clever little things they are. <laughs> they sound like Yoda all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm loving Skillog. I'm gonna have to come. I'm gonna see him on a regular basis now. <laughs> He's a fun voice to do that doesn't break me. Yeah. Until you try and keep a straight face. Until I become Yoda. Mmm. <laughs> vampire I be. <laughs> vampire Yoda. Vampire Yoda. Mmm. Strong with the force this one tastes. <laughs> oh, God. 
While we're drinking red wine, which does not look like wine right now. Do you know like... how much fun it is searching for lemonade whilst listening to someone talk in a bleh vampire voice? It's like vampire, but very much a person who smoked like 40 a day kind of oh, wh- whispery, creepy <laughs> kind of voice. Excellent. Uh... for lemonade, very fun. Yes, well, they've been working with the pyre. They gave them some of the... Oh, explosives. So, the Grey Cloaks gave them explosives required to attack the universe in the first place. Well, it's not like those outside of the military or the police could get access. Such powerful explosives. Right. Without someone getting blown up in the making process. God, I'll keep it very helpful. Indeed. Way more helpful than a five would get me normally. What's, what's the catch? Well, I'm going to pay a visit to your establishment. Stay away from Birch Boot. I don't know what a Bertrude is. Speak to the man on the door and he'll help you. If you want an additional piece of information, it would cost something more personal. Okay. Are you willing to do that? Uh, how much harm will I take for... It won't do you any harm. It is going to... Essentially... It's going to fill in three stress. So Which green... in your case isn't bad since you have zero, but... Yeah, I'm just so... So you'd have seven left. Devil's bargain. Okay. You want a devil's bargain? I want to hear the devil's bargain, that's all. Devil's bargain. He will give you the information you seek. Mm-hmm. And you can take... You can take two stress, but there will be an additional consequence in the future. Hmm. It does seem that we need to put a lid on the bathroom problem for future us. Or you can have one stress and it's a problem for within this session. Or I could just take the three stress, which is what I'm going to do. You want the three stress? Need information, need all the information we can get going in there. Okay. Okay, then we take three stress. You take three stress as he latches on to a vein very easily. Ah! <laughs> yeah, he does move very quickly. It's just kind of, hello. <laughs> he does kind of like sit you down so you don't fall over immediately afterwards. Ah! <sighs> and you do feel kind of woozy afterwards because, I mean, 
I know how that feeling feels. Thank yeah, you. he's basically, it's like he's, it's like you've donated blood, but he's taken a bit more than he should have. <sighs> Thankfully, oh. he succeeded on his role. Yeah, he did. Because otherwise, uh, there's a trait for vampires called bestial, where if you suffer physical harm or overindulge, your body twists into a horrific bestial form until your next successful feed. So if I'd failed that role, he would have turned into a beast and tried to kill you. Don't fuck with vampires, y'all. <laughs> Matt looks like I've just bombed his house. <laughs> what? I just sent to the church. What's a Bertrude? Accurate. I mean, to, to be fair, I was like, like, leave Bertrude alone. The vampire who lives under a bridge. What? <laughs> We've learnt the hard way what happens when you lay your hands on my people. And that's why yes. I said, hands off. I took one for a team, Bear. Took one for a team. Captain Halfmast has a very nice holiday package going right now. <laughs> That's one of my better names, I think. <laughs> oh, the holiday package. Instead of like Matey shakes the booty or whatever I called him. It's not sick it's not it's not it's not seventh bell yet. So he is Captain Shakes the Booty at this point. Yeah. He is Captain Shakes the Booty right now. I was gonna say something there, but it might get me yelled at. Captain, no, no, no. <laughs> Captain seeks the booty. Captain seeks, seeks the booty. booty. Yes. You I was gonna say, that. what have you got his? I was gonna say, what have you got his name? Because he's permanently at half mast. Nah. Okay. The um, that sounds like a problem Captain for his profession. Captain <laughs> Oh, oh Alex, no. <laughs> Captain Stillwinger. Go back to your elephant thongs! <laughs> Fucking cretins. Um, so, I've just- I've just given blood. What do I yeah. get for that? What information do I get for that? So, he like, wipes his mouth. Offers you- like, for whatever reason, he has like a little carafe of tea. It's very sugary. I take it. I'm funny right now. So it just kind of wakes you up, really, with it. Kind of, you, it's very creepy to watch. You can see your blood starting to push through his veins mm. because he has like none of his own. So it's just like, it's very unsettling. But he does kind of nod and goes, if it was the 12th one, the 12th refinery, yes. Yes. There are about eighteen men in there. Eighteen. They do not plan on letting you leave. As was the agreement, the pyre do not want you to live. The Grey Cloaks want your resources. Hey. 
Why are you two snickering at each other and sipping your drinks? I think I actually got a sore throat, to be fair. But Kerry's just being. That means sinister. nothing. But Kerry's being sinister. Just let me menace people in peace. <laughs> no. Um. Thank you very much for the information, Skullock. I dare say I'll be in touch in the future. Hmm. Try not to die, little professor. You're one of the few functional mortals I tolerate. Thank you, Skullock. I will make sure to divert any attention from you from any of the hunters much appreciated Ooh, okay right well in fact need to go through our blood feeding today but i got some information some very important information yeah you there. did okay so that can i can we have that that being happening at the same time Mariella was mm -hmm. was ch chatting with the uh, the red the red sessions? Yeah, so you've both been out for about two hours in total. Yeah. Okay. So it is now midday. Okay. Blake will return to the office and will be patching up his arm. Yeah, Blake has two two like holes in his arm that are just like teeth shaped. It was worth it for the information. Um, when for the next the... day, that bit of your arm will be colder than the rest of you. Okay, noted. Okay, cold arm. Cold arm gave blood. Give blood, kids. It's good. I d always give blood. Always give always blood. Give blood. <laughs> it's always maybe not to vampires. Well, that's why they're called vampires, usually, by people. Give blood. To vampire got information. So yeah, when as Mayano arrived back, um had Riley busy been chilling at the uh at the at the office. Mostly. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, Riley has been hiding all your information on the assassination in case you get broken uh, into whilst you're out. While he's gone somewhere in Blake's room, I um, etched a penis into something. <laughs> it's in clear of view, but you wouldn't ever see it unless you realized it was there. So you I'm sure you are aware, but I'm just sleeping on the couch in the back room, right? You well, shared the couch with Crowley. Couch. You, have, you have shared on the couch. Yeah, we spoon. There's no good buddies. We spoon. No one told Crowley that. <laughs> um, they t I thought they took it in shifts. I didn't realize they, they were do. That close. <laughs> Blake Blake's the little spoon. Is that a pistol in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? Oh, it's a pistol. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, that's wholesome. <laughs> I'm here for the wholesome people, like cuddling on couches at the moment. I guess. I don't apologise at all. Oh god, what have you done? Okay, <laughs> so, you have information. Indeed, and I impart the information um, 
to marry Ellen Riley. Um, I wouldn't see Skurlock, the vampire. Don't worry, he's mainly harmless. It'll heal. Um, but I did get some information. Um, the Grey Cloaks are working with Papyrus. As we feared. And there's 18 of them in the refinery. They have no desire to see us leave alive. The cloaks they sound do. absolutely charming. Indeed. The Grey Cloaks want our um, resources. I'm guessing they meant the Black Lotus and not the uh, Peppermint Gorilla. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't really plan on letting them have either. I fully agree. The question I have is, whilst could we always be there in there at the same time, 18 of them are in there. How quickly can we kill them without dying ourselves? Does Marielle know that Riley has a grenade? <laughs> I mean, Riley doesn't know Riley has a grenade half the time. Hey, go oh, big or go home. No, figure no. It's probably dangled to their utility belt. Okay, Marielle has been staring at it for half an hour. Marielle gestures at the grenade on Riley's belt and then refills her wine glass. I come to the conclusion Mariel is probably a functioning alcoholic at this point. DM, can ghosts hold things? Uh, they can influence things, they can't really... Fair, that's fair. You knew what I was going about, didn't you? You want the ghost to throw the grenade when you give a signal? To hold a grenade? Um, follow a question to Matt's question, actually. Can ghosts interact with the physical things in the world? Because if they're... Oh, just say there was some of them in a building. Wouldn't it be a shame if the building collapsed on them? A mighty, mighty shame. It's kind of... It's up to the GM, really, how much they can interact with the world around them. To me, I say... Spirits, like... Any spirit that's long that's older than a few years can definitively interact with the world any spirit younger than that it takes a lot of concentration and is have you ever seen the bbc show ghosts yes there's a scene where one of the ghosts like spends like a 20 minute montage to like casually just to just nudge a mug off a desk oh yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> he's doing great. He's, what's he doing? His best. He is. So, I will flag that you need to get Crowley, Crowley and Hoxley out somehow before you crush the building. My, my voice is absolutely fucked at the moment. So Miss Keisha. Yeah, Miss Keisha. I do. Drink some honey. <laughs> Chug the bees. Chug the bee pollen. The bee syrup. Bee syrup. 
Oh, <laughs> I think I need some water. I think I made this a bit strong. I carry my fucking knives. You put like that much of the fucking Captain Morgan stuff in it. I'll do it. That I was told it. not. I was told yes off yesterday for drinking it neat. <laughs> in my defense, I was getting into character. Yeah, it's always better. You can drink it neat, it's just better with a mixer, I find. Mark, you are not a boiler. Get out. Get out. I can be whatever I want to be, parent. No. I can see you. I know you're going to go behind the boiler. You can't see me. You're black and my carpets are cream. Colors are but an illusion, parent. I oh, I, I, I oh, now look he's going great. I am I am I am black, therefore the absence of colour. I am darkness. I want cuddles, but I'm still darkness. Right, so we have the basics of a plan. Oh, right. fine. <laughs> Got a great plan, but Mark's just inside the cup, and I just see this eye. No. <laughs> uh. Mariella will prepare her corset knives. <laughs> okay, so. Well, we've established that when you go somewhere, nobody will ever look down a lady's corset for weapons. Because, you um, know, that's yes. kind of fucking rude. <laughs> Do you see a lady's corset? Lady's no. corset. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> Alili didn't wear corsets. She found it very hard to find one that would fit her dragon body. Oh, I miss her sometimes. Alili was the size of like a ten-year-old child. Baby's first corset. You know, the wings and the spines didn't really help that. No. Okay, so... I'm calling this an assault as yeah. an engagement role. It's that's kind of all it can be. Mm. The main thing I need to know is are you going in establishing where Crowley and Hoxley are, then immediately turning and setting all hell loose, or are you going to wait for them to spring their trap? Um Probably the wrong answer, but I think we should wait for them to show their hand first. Yes. We have flashback mechanic to help us out here. Yes, you do. Yes. And devil's bargain, and push yourself, whole shebang. And failing that? Yes, and failing that. Mariella also, Mariella also has her ability foresight. Yes, you do. So, before I roll anything, Load. Heavy. Voice medium. I'm gonna go medium, as always. I could always drop a bag if need be. Okay. That just means you're more prepared than us. Can I hand a bag to someone if need be? Yes, but you'd have to tell me what stuff is in it. Okay. Okay. Normal, 
you have five plus your hidden carry one. You will have like a concealed carry available to you that doesn't cost any load because of your crew. And that's for all of us or just Marielle? That's for everyone. Everyone has a hidden... You will have a hidden pocket in your clothes nowadays. Okay. Blake, you have six. Okay. Okay, assault. That's fun. Is this bold or daring? Yes. One for sheer luck. Uh, I'd say this is neither a vulnerability nor them being strongest because this is not their home base. So. Can your contacts or friends provide aid or insight? They have done so between Carlisle and Skurlock, was it? Skurlock. S-C-U-R-Lock. Skurlock. Yeah, between Skurlock and Carlisle, you know a lot. You know that there's... They're partly injured and mm. that there's only 18 of them now. Whilst yesterday there would have been like 40 of them. Hmm. So we actually have quite a decent bit of information for our city quandary rather than just plowing straight in. Yes. Let's see. Are there any other elements you want to consider? Yeah, I'll say no, because they invited you, as it were. So that is three. We have a two, a four, and a five. So we take the five, which is mixed result. Okay. So I do feel the first time I've been in a session and we haven't had a six in there. <laughs> well, you get, you wait till around till the sun's starting to go down, though it's kind of hard to tell through all the fucking haze here. The smog makes it hard. You're just like, hmm, yes, the glowy orb is slightly dimmer. Yeah. And you go down to the docks, and you walk past where, like, the old remnants of the Gorgon ship were, which is where you all started this journey. Memories. Hmm. Memories of when we weren't in imminent danger. And you get, you kind of count through the various blood refinery warehouses. So, yep, one, two, three, etc., etc. Sadly, the smog means you cannot cast inv invisibility. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who knew? The world played an Uno reverse card, <laughs> and you are now visible. Mm. You get to number 12. It's a big building. It doesn't look... Well, it doesn't look that intimidating. It's fairly box standard. It's... It's in use most days. At the moment, there's only a few lights on on the top floor. 
Yeah. There's like the front two, the big front doors. One of them is like slightly propped open. And you can see at least like in the top windows, even though they really need a fucking clean because they're filthy. You can make out two hooded figures just kind of watching you walk towards it. With a five, mixed result. Okay. You walk in and it's very much an open warehouse. There's gangways on the top going all the way around with a spiral staircase in the far left corner. This whole thing is mostly lit by lamps. The same kind of Leviathan blood fueled lamps that are used outside in the streets. So it's all in a very murky kind of glow. The machines are quiet. They're not on at the moment. Clearly, they took over this warehouse and have kind of kicked everyone out for a while. Mm. There's three massive refinery machines with kind of the tubes coming out where the blood would flow through and be sanguinated. There's one that's just a whole bunch of gears and gears and levers and things that you assume they use to like crush materials. And then there's another one in the corner that looks mostly electric based. So maybe that converts it into fuel? You're not sure? You're not an expert. And they're kind of strategic. They're, they're built such that it's one on the left, then one on the right, then one on the left. So it's it's very much if you're in a video game, you'd go from cover to cover with the three of them. And on the gangways, you count about ten different men or women or whatever the fuck they want to identify as because fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> but they are... There's a mix of grey cloak of people in grey cloaks and there's a mix of people in that same black kind of combat suit with the white pyre marking that Riley and Blake you saw before. So there's ten on the gangways. There were two on the door when you came in who have shut the door behind you. Then as you get to the midpoint of the room, there's another three there. So that's 15. And as you crest round the third machine, you count three more. Which are... One of which has stood in a lot nicer... It's very much like someone who's taken one of... He's taken the cloak and has very much kind of turned it into a hoodie instead. <laughs> he's kind of cut off a large chunk of it and is just kind of... with his hood down. Looking... fairly zen. Doesn't seem to give a shit. His eyes are mismatched. His... like... He's missing several teeth. And just kind of looks generally displeased about your entire existence. And has two guards in the pyre uniform. One at each shoulder. So for anyone counting, that's... There'd be ten grey cloaks you've counted. And eight pyre. 
That's how the maths are broken down. And behind them are your two compatriots. What condition are they in? Crowley is unconscious. Okay. He has a big welt and a black eye and things. It very much looks like he was sassing them, so they punched him in the face. Sounds like Crowley. Sounds like Crowley, yeah. He's a bit banged up, mainly because he clearly doesn't know when to stop fighting. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that, yeah, that's Crowley. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll be him. Yeah. I guess that one. Hoxley is in not as good a shape. Obviously, he's missing an arm. There is another thing, though. How familiar with Norse mythology are you lot? Uh, so. So. Well, it's never been confirmed whether it happened or not, but within a lot of old Norse text, there are references to a particular practice called blood eagles. Oh. Which... Oh no. I know that part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, Carrie, this is where we are. Oh dear. Which... Basically, what they do is they carve like the sigil of like an eagle into someone's back. And then on the front, they break and carve out the ribs and pull the rib cage open, exposing the lungs like a pair of wings on a bird. And they do that either side. So this. So your former compatriot, Oxley, he's dead. His lungs are no longer moving. And you can't sense his spirit at all, like... Like, that's no longer present. And you just see blood dripping from inside him onto the floor. And this beady-eyed bucktooth man just kind of looks at you all and is like, Hey, I was not expecting you to actually turn up. I'm going to pick my words carefully. So I'm going to wait for uh, Marriott to speak and back her up. So you sent us a note. It'd be most impolite if we didn't show up. Well, my apologies to you, madam, for assuming such a thing, but most people tend to ignore our demands. They think we won't carry it out if they do not turn up. So it's a nice surprise. To have the three of you here. Hmm. So, let's get down to business. We're here, at your request. Now what? Well, it's a simple thing. Unless you want us to tell the Red Sashes all about your little plot and about the agreement you have with Pickett and Baz, I believe. 
then you will give us 50% of your cut for the next three years. That's it? Well, I'd assume you'd want this one of your compatriots to return to you. Fuck does that mean, Alex? <laughs> Someone Did I wrong? Someone grasped. Wait, um. to tell, wait to let the DM know for this. I mean, that's why I implied. <laughs> Alex could have been sending a shit post for all we know. I mean, this is kind of a thing. Mariella doesn't really care enough that losing 50% of the profit doesn't really mean anything to her. But obviously this ain't just about Mariella. Does seem to rather have Crowley alive. Mm. I do have to say, out of character at Blake moment, this does seem rather a good deal. <laughs> I'm waiting for the A-bomb to go off. This is the thing. It seems inherently reasonable. Which, if you'd come here without having visited Skylock, things may be different. In a positive or negative way? Well, if you didn't hear from Skurlock their exact numbers and their intention to betray you, would you, upon hearing a fairly reasonable deal, negotiate a bit and then turn to leave? It's kind of a thing, though, because 50-50 and we get our compatriot back, that's pretty reasonable to me. Well, it's 50-50 mm. before the compatriot. He hasn't said okay. anything about Crowley yet. That was the that's it part. Yes, well. If you would like this one, kind of pokes Crowley in the face. His head kind of lolls slightly. Back in, well, reasonable condition. He's going to have a headache for a while, but he should have shut his fucking mouth. Then I'm going to need something more concrete from you. From all of you. And what do you propose? He flexes a hand and it glows with kind of an ethereal smoke. And you recognize what this is. This is a ghost contract. Where if you agree to it, you will be permanently marked until the contracts end. And if you break it in any way, intentionally or not, you will be either cursed or outright killed, depending on the strength of it. The same goes the other way, but considering he seems to be offering it to all four of your gang, that's not... That's not something that any... any spider would take lightly. 
which is indicative of strength. I started going on Harkatonas against him one day. <laughs> so Mariana's like, I look at you in my way, fucker. That's going to be living in my mind for a while. Then I was like, how can I turn this against you? Okay. I've said my bit on what Mariella would do. Because, yeah, okay, we'd be losing profits. But the way I see it, that's not the end. If he was asking for everything for Crowley's return, that would be a little difference. We're still making something. We're still making progress. But as also said, I'm not the only one in this game. Lake and Riley. So, how are you responding to this? Resisting urge to pull shotgun. I don't know why I asked. They didn't do it. How have they done it? How have they done it? They I had an idea, but... point Blake. It he is he does also have the sigil of the pyre on his arm. What's your idea? I'm concerned. Trouble is, it's kind of channeling a bit of Ferris the Great. <laughs> Oh no! What, saying I want an attorney, fuckers? Uh, no, it's more... Because... What's the nicest way I can put this? I feel like Mariella's the least reckless of the three. This is correct. Less prone to making impulse decisions. Like, I don't know dry humping a door, pulling a shotgun on someone. I can't think of anything stupid Riley's done yet, but... Hid behind a door and then stood there. Yeeted a body out of a bit out of the window onto his onto his compatriot. Broke their own nose. Wanted to wanted to uh drag the body out of the out and into a hedge maze. Part all the people at a party. And I fooled those dumb bastards by breaking my nose. You did. Basically, Mariella was going to see a way if she could bear the brunt of this contract. For the record, and I feel mean saying this, it's not out of love for either of you two. <laughs> it's so she can twist it to her own means without you fucking yes. getting in the way. Because while she does carry some genuine fondness for the rest of the gang, I mean this with no disrespect, she also knows what the rest of you are like. That's trying to pick her words carefully, without just going, Are you really sure you want to trust those two? <laughs> Mariella being the embodiment of the, are you sure about that meme? Kind thought. Which is, as we know, dangerous. From, which, as we know from when we played together, is 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 uh, um, not a good thing usually. Um, when we were setting up the Black Lotus Ring, yes, 
we um, got some people on our side to do help if need be. Who was that again? Oh, way back when. The original Hive guy. Lamplacks? Was it the Lamplacks or was it someone else? Someone uh, else. It was with the Hive, but they... um. One sec. I can't help but feel that could be useful. If not today, then down the line, just remind ourselves. I for. I help you, Kitty. There's a cat butt in my face. I can't remember what I called him, but it was something to do with something similar to what Riley said. No eating my dice, you little shit. But they're full of essential nutrients and minerals. No, they're not. <laughs> and blood. They help you. They help you math good. Yeah, it was like Arden or something, but. Very fair. But yes, he was a member of the hive. Who agreed to forge some of the documents so you didn't, um... Forge the documents so you were immediately part of the network rather than having to go pay tithes and everything. Yeah. And in exchange for that, you gave him... I think it was like 20% of your original earnings for the first portion of time, which is now past. Okay. So, do either of you have any other plans for I probably make the biggest mistake in the world and attempt this? Oh, I've got nothing, if I'm honest. I, I will have a whisper in your ear, like... How much does, um... How much does Blake know about ghost contracts? You've seen what happens when people break them. You, The university has dealt a lot with people suffering from curse. And that's the main thing that happens. So you know it basically takes all the energy from your form until you are... Until you either learn to live with it, or it stops your heart. I will just like whisper in Marielle's ear, like, Good lady, just... I'm aware of how strong a person you are, and how you are... Unquestionably, going to find a way of turning this to your advantage. But I will say, please be careful. Ayla smiles. And there is, like, what's the word I'm looking for? There is some sincerity in it as well. I'll work this out, but I appreciate your concern. In fact, you might even be able to help me one day. I can, I will. I'm still trying to find the words, actually, to be honest. Could we? Could we, um, ask? Who told him? You can ask him. 
whether he answers you is up to me, I guess. I think it might be prudent to ask how they got me information in the first place. Use your words, Blake. <clears throat> Are you guys okay with me asking them before, before, before I begin the cannon? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> okay, you, uh... How did you come by the information? It's... Curious. Well, uh, you could say a little bird told us. Okay. You do realize who my compatriots are, yes? I have heard of them, yes. The Grey Cloaks are former Blue Coats. Not all of them have dropped out of the organization yet. There's no reason why we couldn't get involved in an interrogation. Oh shit. I think I know. I think I know. Oh, I know why! <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely confused. Get <laughs> ah, some of the heat down last time. Chad handed himself in. Well, I was thinking of something different. Chad Smith, yeah, you fucking prick. Give Caitlin the key to the castle. I will neither confirm nor deny anything. The smirks it otherwise. Well, there's several suggestions going on at once here. I'm not confirming which one is right. Alex has, got, Alex has gone with it. <laughs> Alex has written Chad in the chat. Oh god, and oh god, oh god, oh god. This is, this is all Matt here. Blake is kind of nonchalant. Like, okay. You might have screwed us over, lol. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> okay. This is uh, it's, it's coming out of his car. <laughs> okay. Mario is going to take a few steps forward. Okay, let's talk business. As you may have gathered, my two compatriots here are not what you'd call the sharpest tools in the shed. You see, they operate under me. Your, your reputation precedes you, your majesty. Well, a lady has to have some secrets. So, I am happy to make this contract with you. They 
they're dispensable. What? They work. You're disposable, Matthew. Mario, in her mind, is begging you two to shut the fuck up and not say anything. Put the eyebrows down, for the love of God! Anyhow, as said, they... they don't really have the power to be making those sorts of contracts. In reality, it may just end up causing trouble for the both of us. So, you wish to take the full brunt of it, as it were? Yes. Though I do not doubt your intelligence, madam, I have to make you aware that if you are the sole taker of this, then... If you break it, it will kill you. To share it is to spread the burden, as it were. Doesn't that just inform you of how seriously I'm taking our deal? I like living. I like the wines. I like everything else. It's kind of a... There's respect there for the balls this maneuver takes. And he kind of gestures for his two men who uncuff Crowley from the wall. And kind of just let him slump on the floor. And he flares up his hand with the mystical juice. Magic woo-woo. And kind of offs it to you and goes, 50%. We do not betray one another. We do not inform the outside parties of one another. And... You will keep your crew under control when it comes to me. Naturally. I have no intention of breaking this contract. And you will keep an eye on your disposables, as it were. If they act outside of your control, that is fine. But if they act and you turn a blind eye, as it were, and it kind of glows a slightly darker, like more of a blood red, and it's like, this will know. Understood. And it sticks his hand down, it's like, Elliot Sinat, madam. A pleasure doing business with you. Flashback. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Made to buy some time. <laughs> um, on our walk down there, um, um, can I say to Marielle, like, I'm we not got, you. well, yeah, maybe we haven't got a clue <laughs> what they're gonna be, what they're gonna be, what the terms or whatever is gonna be of getting Crowley back. Okay, we have no idea what's gonna come our way. So, if they're asking for way more from us. Maybe we should be asking for more in return from them. If it's 50-50, as it were. 
What do you propose? Well, for example, I'm aware I'm going to take a lot of stress for this. That's fine. Depends how specific you get. Say, for example, if they were to say, um, they want, I don't know, without being specific about what we've been told, I can't, I don't know how, how I can be. Um, if they were to say, like, we want a percentage of our materials, for example, because they said, they've, I've been told they want our materials. Um, if they want, like, half our materials, um, then they they gonna need to show a bit more in fairness show what it's worth sort of thing I'm thinking when needed they do a favour for us so, okay got an idea now cool too stressed Matt but we'll have to do that one. you're welcome Keith Ariel holds her hand out and then pauses just for a moment. So, does this mean we're bound to help each other out if the occasion arises? I'd like to be, you know, up to date on the details of our newfound agreement. Kind of raises an eyebrow and is like, It was not originally in the deal, but it could be if you wish. Though it would be a two way street. Okay, we, in addition, we assist one another in times within reason, in times of great need. Agreed. kind of offers the flame changes a little bit to indicate the new agreement I have no intention of dropping my end of the bargain he kind of smiles and just kind of waits patiently Maria will shake it's kind of a brief searing pain on your arm as the smoke engulfs both of you and you both have just an eye on your wrist and Elliot as he's introduced himself as he introduced himself mm-hmm. as Elliot Sinat okay uh, Sinat is S-I-N-A kind of that engulfs you both kind of looks and brushes himself down and says well in the spirit of our new arrangement I highly advise that you duck and he spins on his feet and puts a bullet between the eyes of his two goons and you have you have a minute to figure out what you're immediately going to do following that Okay. 
Well, Mariella's next move was to basically bark orders at the other two to get Crowley, but... Flashback. Um, Riley being a lurk and a lock picking, safe cracker and stuff, they would have looked for get out points in case shit hit the fan. Uh, study or survey, please. survey. Can I... What's the thing where you can add more to the roll? You, take you can push yourself. Yeah, it costs myself. two stress to push yourself. But you get extra die. So. Two fives. Okay. You... Obviously, there's the big double doors on either end of the warehouse. But they are massive, heavy, and would be very slow. And then there are the windows surrounding the gangway, which you'd need to get up the staircase first. Those are your options. So just, just to double check, so I zoned out there. Uh, just to double check, the he shot his own people? Elliot shot his own people, or he shot the pyre? He shot the two were... members of the pyre that were either side of him. That was the fastest way by the sounds of things, and because the windows means getting right in in the crossfire. God. Yeah. If they were by them, if the pirates were by themselves, I was literally going to throw a grenade, that grenade up onto that gangplank. But next time. Well. He shot two people. You don't know whether that means he's all the pyre on your side or not. See what the other two want to do first. Okay, Matt, your minute is up. Uh, I'm going to grab Crowley and get the fuck out of there. Okay, where are you going with this unconscious man? I'm lying on ride to point in the right direction here. I was like, Riley, where? So he, so Crowley's gone up, not Crowley, Blake's gone up onto the gangway to grab, um... Crowley was not on the gangway, he was on the ground floor, chained to a wall. Uh, I'll go through the door, I'll point towards the door that we didn't go through, because arguably that would probably be the better exit than the area where because the door we're at, we've walked through, that's where they're closest to. So I think I'll point towards the other door. Um, okay. I'm going to... Um, is he, he's locked into the um, shackles, is he? No. Elliot got his goons to bring him down when he was forming the contract with Mariella. Okay, cool. And then, you know, he shot them in the face. Okay. Okay. I thought I saw a lucky star in a way. Um, right. <laughs> Blake's got a bloodlust. Okay. Um and a blood rush. Um he um <laughs> he um he um happens to he hooks Crowley's arm over his shoulder and then orders head in the direction Riley pointed as fast as he can. 
Okay. Mariella. Elliot has just told you to duck and then shot two people. What are you doing? Well, I ducked when I was told to, for a start. Several gunshots go over your head. From the gangway. So the next logical step would be to get the hell out of there. I'm assuming I can go with the uppers. You can. So you're all going towards the big, heavy double doors on this side of the warehouse. Well, that's what I assume we're doing. Okay. In that case, I am going to have to ask you all to, you know, fucking dodge the bullets. Because you are going towards the most... You are not going behind cover and dragging an unconscious man. Hmm. Um, in one of my bags, can I pull out, like, a big sheet of metal? A big, thick sheet of metal? Sure, that's too load, because... That's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm thinking that way we've got some protection at least and i'll like i like hoik it over because i've got i'm gonna i'm gonna play that one i'm gonna have, like wake that over so it's over crowley's back and do my best to at least protect you a little bit getting out the room so hold it with one on my my life to achieve that i need you to do a prowess resistance roll please so, how many uh, die do you have in prowess? One. Roll it. Resistance roll. It's my first. Yes. So you are going to suffer six stress minus whatever you roll. Okay. The six. Okay. Then you actually clear one stress. <laughs> I'm bad. I clear one stress. Okay. Okay, you basically to... like matrix out the way of several bullets and then are just like, hmm, I'm good at this and then carry on running. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yes, you are in danger. So that, that's a four stress. Lovely. Okay, uh, out the door. Okay, open the door, please. Okay. Uh, uh, okay it's yeah. not just open because this was a trap, remember? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the door. Nope. Locked, yeah? Yep. Okay. Um, you want to pick, pick the lock? Yeah, lock picker, yes. please. Okay. Give me... I mean, I guess it's finesse on your end, Riley. One, two, three dice. Yeah, three dice. Six, six, and a low is a four. That's fucking great. That's a crit, that's fine. Mariella and Blake, give me a give me a prowess resistance roll, please. So roll the same again, Blake. How many dots do you have in prowess, Mariella? One. So you do the same. Can I push me so? Five. So you take one stress, Mariella. And I'm gonna say you do take level one harm because you 
you dodge. There is a hail of bullets coming at you. Because there are five people on the ground floor shooting at you, and ten people on the gangway shooting at you. So okay. you get winged by a bullet, I'm afraid. Let me push myself, Dan. If you want. Oh, I need to get crowded out of here. Too stress. Just take too stress. Had better fucking be grateful for this. I tell you, next time I leave him to fucking die. Uh, five and a three. Take the five. Take one stress. Take one more stress. You also get grazed by a bullet, I'm afraid. Level, Level one, one harm. Level one harm. Riley, with your crit, I'm going to say you get really fucking lucky in that you pick the lock and... Like, as you, like, take out one of your lockpicks, a bullet pings off a lockpick, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, where has the bullet hit me? Shoulder. Which shoulder? The one with the metal sheet, thankfully. I rolled. So not the broken one, okay. Not the broken one. So now you have a matching thing on each shoulder, and... Okay, do I end up dropping the, uh, the thing as a result? Yes. Okay. I am going to roll to see if they hit Crowley. Oh no. Okay, Crowley may have been shot. This is fine. Dr. Brian, help! He has a bullet wedged in kind of his upper back. He's done. It's plugged the bleeding because, you know, it's still in him, so. Okay. You get hit with Dr. Brian. Things so. could be worse then. Yeah. No. I could have hit his spine and he'd be paralyzed. Did you roll a five or a six in Caitlin? Oh, I rolled a three. Oh, thank God for that. It was if I'd rolled a one, then he would have been like level three harm. Okay. Yeah. If so. the door is open, I'll yeet him out the door. Okay, you yeet, you yeet the three of you out the door with Elliot following you, actually, giving you suppressing fire, currently. He's dual-wielding pistols and just kind of like... <laughs> Fully Lara Crofting it against T-Rex. Oh, yeah. There are no T-Rexes in there, but he's still fucking going. Yeah. I, ha I hand Riley my sh my shotgun. Riley now has a shotgun. We're all doomed. Is that too, uh, that's too load of me? Question. Just so I can write it down in my notes. What was the what was Mister Dead called again? Began with a H. Mister Who? Hoxley. A dead compatriot. Hoxley. Oh, your your benefactor, Hoxley. He's yeah. He's very dead. H-O-X-L-E-Y. Okay, you come out the back of... You're in, like, a street. There aren't really anyone around at this time, because most of the dock workers have gone to the bar to get absolutely shit-faced. What now? What attached are you to your friends in there? 
Is he talking to me? Yes. Kind of looks at Mario. <laughs> I am not attached to them at all. This was literally just a business opportunity for me. Okay. They were probably planning on shooting me in the spine and leaving me to bleed out afterwards. So, you know, no sweat off my back. Why do you ask, Mr. Professor? Oh, I... I... More question, more question. Or, uh... Maybe a question... I'm just curious, that was all. I was just curious. Well, are you guys going to run? Are you going to sh barricade the door? Are you going to, I don't know, That's cause a, a tsunami and destroy the universe? I will um, use from climbing gear. I am going to. Is it like um, what kind? Is it like um, oh, what you call it? It's got like two big door handles on it, you know, like the ones that you see like people put like the poles through to barricade. Oh, like, that like, thing. Like an old, yeah, locking, like an old, oldie time locky pole thing, yeah. No, but you could jerry rig one pretty easily. Crowbar will do that fine. Pull out a crowbar and you can just stick it in the door and that'll block him for a bit. Yeah, I'll do that. Crow, crowbar jam it into the um, doorway. Okay. You know, the hinges mm. swing open, so the door will get stuck Wedges. if they try to push it. My lady, See how intelligent the people upstairs are. My lady, are you okay? Me? Yes. Yes, fine. Why do you ask? We're being shot at, making sure you're okay. You are bleeding. <laughs> You <laughs> blood. <laughs> I've had one worse. We, 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 should, we should get out of here soon. We should get out of here now because you can hear the shattering of glass upstairs. Oh no. Yes, um, um, Mr. 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 Elliot, would you mind taking the other side? Because it might be faster if you could. Thank you. Ugh, amateur. He's from the back. He literally, like, puts Crowley into a fireman's carry and sets off at a jog. Because you have literally decided to carry Crowley in the least efficient way possible. To be fair, all the uh, applicability of a dwarf. It's like, what? Let's see if we can get him into the black photo string. Where are you going? We need to get. We need to get him. I, think we, I don't know. think. Yes, you people have been shot, but I feel like it's a bad idea going straight back to our um, safe house. Yeah, I don't want to track us back there. Although I do know where it is, obviously. But it would be what bell now would it be? I mean, the whole confrontation and things, and the dramatic walking up to it, probably means it's about sixth bell. So, so the peppermint griddle will be open for business right now. So 
So we well, can't yes. we, we can't really wander in there with blood and everything because that will scare away all the customers. Um, I I think maybe we should go somewhere and have the Brian meters there. I'm going to give you a minute to figure out where you're going before Elliot just runs off with your compatriot. <laughs> if we want to lay low, I have a friend we can call upon. Perfect. It might be able to help us. But it would obviously we can't conduct any shady shit there. That's just if we're hiding and patching ourselves up. We'll be hiding and be heal and getting the doctor to sort out the injuries. Yes. My... Can I try and um, track down Roslyn, see if we can, because they live in a biggish estate, so can I see if we can, like, block out in that, like, hide out in an outhouse or something on their property? Yeah, of I'll say, property. since Stanton, her bodyguard, owes you one as well, since you helped him save Roslyn in the first place, you kind of slip up, you kind of direct Elliot that direction. You're like, nope. This way. You kind of like direct him. And you get there. It's it looks like there's some sort of event going on in the main house. So, but Rosalind's kind of doing her usual where she's clambered up to the roof and is reading a book. Instead of, you know, attending and being the good, dutiful daughter. And Stanton is stood on the balcony looking up, exasperated. And he spots you and he's like... Riley? I'll climb up onto the balcony to say hi to them. Or stand for a minute. Just sort of, like, climb up there. Because I always take my climbing gear. That's like... Like a permanent thing that I've got not... Try it down to take with me. <clears throat> I'll climb up onto the balcony. Be like, "Hi, Rosalind. Uh, hi, Stanton. Hi, Good to see you again." Um, the the outhouse at the back of this property. Can we possibly hide out there for a few hours? We we we've been shot at by a couple of people and just need to lay low. Uh, you kind of Hand like you see him like doing the maths in his head. Like with the party tonight, some people may go towards the outhouse, but if you take the old garden shed, the old gardener passed recently, so no one's using his old toolkits and things. Perfect. You're a gentleman. Thank you. Don't get caught. What are you reading? History of Demons and Asalus. Ooh. Sounds fascinating. I might have to borrow that once you're done. And I'll slide down. You know where I live. Slide down the rope. Yeah. Slide down the rope. And Riley comes sprinting back over the horizon. Point the others to the um, garden shed. Well, you get to the shed. That's fine. You didn't get... Thankfully, 
there was kind of an outcropping with the way the building was built. So even though they smashed the glass upstairs, you ran off fast enough that they couldn't get off another shot at you. Elliot kind of deposits Crowley on the nearest bag of fertilizer. He's going to love that when he wakes up. Be glad he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Kind of does, kind of nods at the two of uh, Riley and Blake kind of gives a little bow to Mariella. Just kind of goes, I'll find you when our business is required. Don't die. That would make this so boring. He's kind of tangent. Kind of throws a look at what he deems as your lackeys, raises an eyebrow and jogs off. Lovely man. And I mean, you're alive. And Crowley's alive. But there's plenty of other threads that will carry forward from today. I dare say. Considering you left a lot of witnesses. This is why I said grenade them. Grenade will come in handy for a later event, just you wait. Probably so. You and that, that grenade, grenade is like one. the magnum arrow in Resident Evil. Magnum ammo in Resident Evil. You keep it and then you never use it. This is the thing. That's it. Oh. Honestly, Mariella taking that contract for all of you and basically turning Elliot probably saved you lot a lot of bullet wounds. <laughs> All hail the Red Queen. Oh, hail the Queen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>